your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 246 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about some more New York Rangers who could be competing for various teams in the upcoming World Juniors. Those are slated to begin on Christmas and run through early January. But first, we got to sort of address the elephant in the room here and talk about what's going on with the NHL as rumors have begun to circulate the NHL owners could ask for the players to give up even more of their salary. The players have already agreed to play for 72% of their salaries for this upcoming season. And if this does not happen, that the NHL could look to invoke force majeure and basically just cancel the 2020-2021 season, which would obviously be unfortunate for all parties. But what really caught my attention was Alan Walsh on Twitter. Now, Alan Walsh is a sports agent and a lawyer. And this is what Walsh had to say regarding the situation through a series of tweets here. The NHL is soft floating the idea with media. If no deal with the NHLPA is reached on the return to play, it can unilaterally invoke force majeure and cancel the 2020-2021 season. There are so many flaws to this, I don't know where to start. Does the NHL really think it can demand an additional $300 million in concessions from players after negotiating the financial terms of the 2020-2021 season during the pandemic four months ago? The players agreed to accept 72% of their contracts due to the pandemic. NHL owners cannot now assert they don't like the deal, demand $300 million more from players, and if the players don't give in, cancel the season by invoking force majeure. In reality, if the NHL cancels the 2020-2021 season because the players won't give another $300 million in concessions, that is a lockout which is expressly prohibited by CBA. If the NHL lawyers are advising owners they have a winning case here, I suggest they go back to law school. Owners will be subjecting themselves to billions in potential damages if they falsely invoke force majeure to cancel the season. And so there you have it. I'm no legal expert or anything like that, but after kind of following the story and reading these tweets here, the simplest thing I can say about this whole situation is a deal's a deal. The players have already agreed to play for 72% of their contracts due to the pandemic. They already made concessions. Now, just four months later, the owners want to back out and ask for another $300 million from the players. That just isn't right. Again, the players have already made concessions by playing for 72% of their salary. And I realize as I'm saying all this, there could be some people out there who are kind of rolling their eyes a little bit. There could be some people saying, oh, you know, these poor millionaires arguing with these poor billionaires about money in the middle of a global pandemic. And if that's what you're thinking, I hear you. I get it. There are people out there who have lost their jobs or in some cases been furloughed. There's a lot of people, and and beyond that, forget about financial ramifications, there's people who have lost their lives through this. And there could be somebody listening to this podcast right now who knows somebody who has passed away due to COVID. You personally might have lost your job, or you might know somebody who's been laid off. There's a lot of people struggling right now, so maybe the last thing that people want to hear about is millionaires arguing with billionaires over money. And I totally get that, and that's part of the reason why I haven't really talked about this so much up to this point. You know, I think it's more fun to just focus on Rangers-centric topics and project the opening night starting lineup and all those good things and, you know, talk about what the Rangers have done and what they haven't done in free agency, talk about the draft. 
things like that. I, I think that's why people come to this show. But at a certain point, like I said, you know, we have to acknowledge the elephant in the room here and face reality that it's at least possible. I don't know how likely, but it's at least possible now that there might not even be a season this upcoming year. And the saddest part about this entire thing to me, or at least one of the saddest parts of this development, is that the season, if it ends up being canceled, it wouldn't even be canceled because of the pandemic in and of itself. It would be canceled because of the financial ramifications of the pandemic. It's not so much the safety and the health of everybody involved. I mean, I'm sure that has something to do with it. But as you're hearing right now, this has more to do with money than anything else. So, again, you may not want to hear about billionaires and millionaires fighting over money at a time like this, but the NHL is a business, and the owners and players agreed that the players would play for 72% of their salary. If you're the owners... You don't get to go back on it four months later and say, oh, actually, we need you guys to give up a little bit more. No, because what happens if the players agree to give up this extra $300 million that supposedly the owners now need? How long before the owners double down and ask for even more concessions from the players? And I realize there's not going to be any fans in attendance in all likelihood, or, or maybe there's a situation where you know you can have 15 or 20% of the building's filled. But bottom line, uh, yes, these teams, these owners, they are losing money from not having fans in the arenas, but... There's still money coming in through TV deals and merchandise sales and all those good things. So let's not act like the owners are on the verge of bankruptcy here. Again, a deal is a deal. That's the simplest way I can put it. That's what the players and the owners agreed to just four months ago. Now the owners need a little bit more? No, that it doesn't work that way. Uh, unfortunately, this idea of there not being a season is nothing new for the NHL. We've seen strike-shortened seasons. We've seen seasons canceled altogether. There's nothing any of us can do about it overall. You know, we just have to hope and keep our fingers crossed here that the owners and the players can come to some kind of an understanding and we get an NHL season this year because, you know, again, this is something I've talked about in the past as well, but sports are great at a time like this. You know, there's a lot of people kind of trapped inside right now. There's only so much you can do. There's travel restrictions and people, it's been a struggle. It's been a very challenging year. And one of the things that I think a lot of people uh, kind of find solace in is the fact that you can still watch sports. You know, the NFL is going on right now. We've got college football. The NBA is going to be starting in December. And there's a lot of hockey fans out there that want to just, you know, forget about their troubles, forget about all the challenges and the stress and anxiety that this past year has produced and just sit around and watch some hockey, you know, and for these millionaires and billionaires to not be able to come to some kind of an understanding. And maybe they will. You know, there's still time for them to figure this out. But if this season gets canceled because both sides are just being a little bit too greedy, and again, I'm on the player's side here because to me, a deal's a deal. They already agreed to play for 72% of their salary. They already made significant concessions here. But if there's not a season, that's not going to be good for anybody. It's not going to be good for the players. It's not going to be good for the owners. It's not going to be good for the fans. Basically, everybody loses. So fingers crossed that the owners and the players can get on the same page. They can come to some kind of an understanding here, and we get hockey as soon as January. I, th I still think, I thought all along that January 1st was pretty ambitious as far as, you know, a target date for opening day. I don't think there's any way possible that happens now. We're into December now. Does it really feel to you guys like the start of the NHL season is only four weeks away? Because it does not feel that way to me. As I said in a recent episode, we still have more questions than answers. And so I think maybe, you know, mid-January, maybe even early February, if you told me right now we could have NHL hockey by mid-January or early February, I'd sign up for that in about two seconds. So again, let's just keep our fingers crossed that there indeed is a season, especially because we're Ranger fans and this team is going in the right direction. I think the last thing that these young players need is to not play NHL hockey for an entire year because that would kind of stunt their growth. So yeah, give me some hockey this season. Please, please, please give me some hockey this season.
Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Go. Built Go will help you break through your wall. It is the healthy replacement for your energy drink, but the energy is not fake. It's lasting and natural. And I can tell you from experience, it's a fantastic product to use before playing baseball, tennis, or even frisbee golf. Built Go comes to us all from the same people who brought us the world's fastest growing protein bar, Built Bar. It will help you break through your wall. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it every day with Go. It's easy to take in one and a half ounce packages, put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever, your golf bag to power through the back nine, or put it in your pocket to get through the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market, plus it's natural, so it's better for the body. It comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. How does Built Go work so well? Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. All right, we are going to get into some World Juniors talk in just a second here. But first, want to give you guys a little idea of what's coming up on the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. We are in the process of getting a former New York Ranger on the show, hopefully sometime next week. It will not be Monday's episode, but I do believe it will be forthcoming within the next week. Uh, we've exchanged some emails back and forth, and I feel pretty good about where this stands. I wouldn't even be mentioning it if I didn't think there was a pretty good chance that this was going to happen. So I'm definitely excited there. Hopefully you are too, and uh, hopefully you'll come back for that interview next week. As for the rest of this week, we got one more episode after today. We're definitely going to do another edition of This Week in Ranger History in our final episode of the week. We'll see what else we get into as well definitely come back for the final episode of this week as well but as for the world juniors we got to talk about a couple more rangers that have been included on preliminary rosters for various teams in the upcoming world junior tournament uh we know a couple weeks ago we talked about team canada because i believe they were the first team to release their preliminary roster and included on that roster were three Rangers. You had a goalie, Dylan Garand. Garand was selected by the Rangers in the fourth round of the 2020 NHL draft, going number 103 overall. He is one of five goalies in camp for Team Canada. Uh, from what we've heard, it looks like it's a wide-open competition as far as making the team and as far as eventually becoming the starting goalie. So who knows? Maybe Dylan Garand even becomes the starting goalie for Team Canada in this tournament. If that's the case, then my interest in watching Team Canada going to skyrocket at that point. I mean, I'm going to be watching no matter what. I just want some hockey. So yeah, I'll definitely be tuning into the World Juniors. But if you get a New York Ranger prospect goalie starting between the pipes for the team that's probably the favorite of the entire tournament in Team Canada, then yeah, I'm going to become that much more interested in watching those games. But the Rangers also had a pair of defensemen invited to try out for Team Canada. Braden Schneider, the Rangers took him uh, in the first round this year, number 19 overall. And then also Matthew Robertson, who the Rangers took in the second round, number 49 overall in last year's draft. And the million-dollar question here is, will Alexi Lafreniere play for Team Canada in this tournament? We will see what happens. There's nothing definitive either way as of now. I would think as time goes on here, though, and we don't hear anything from Lafreniere or from the Rangers, I think his chances of playing in this tournament tend to get smaller and smaller and smaller. You've got Team Canada right now that's going through a 14-day quarantine period due to some positive tests. Selfishly, I would love to see Lafreniere play in this tournament just because this is the first time that us Ranger fans are going to get to see him in action since the Rangers made him the number one overall pick. And I just think it would be a lot of fun to see that and just kind of use it as a way to get excited 
for the upcoming season. He absolutely tore it up in the World Juniors last year. Four goals and six assists in just five games, so two points per game, MVP of the tournament, despite missing two games. And of course, he leads Canada to the gold medal. The other thing that I think would make it interesting is that Quentin Byfield is on the team right now. Quentin Byfield was the number two overall pick in this year's draft, selected second overall by the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, Byfield and Lafreniere both won the gold medal with Canada last year as teammates. And I just think it would be fun to watch the number one and number two overall pick in this year's draft compete as teammates. Uh, These two will probably never be teammates again after this. And I got to say, there are some Byfield truthers out there. Every now and then, you hear somebody opine that, you know, maybe Byfield, maybe just maybe, he has an even higher ceiling than Lafreniere. Uh, not nearly as high of a floor. I, I think Lafreniere is certainly the safer of the two picks because Lafreniere has a very high floor and just an enormous ceiling as well. But maybe possibly Byfield has a ceiling that could even be just a little bit higher than Lafreniere's. Only time is going to tell there. I think both will have fantastic careers in the NHL. I'll still happily take my chances with Alexi Lafreniere, but we know how this goes. Whatever the sport, the number one, the number two overall picks are always going to be somewhat linked, and uh, this figures to be no exception with these two going forward. They both play in big markets. They are both expected to have uh, big-time NHL careers, But if I have a chance to see them one more time as teammates, potentially even as line mates, then sign me up for that. I think that could be very entertaining to watch the World Juniors, uh, seeing Quentin Byfield and Alexei Lafreniere play on the same line and on the same team and uh, potentially win another gold medal. We will see what happens there. And plus, as far as Alexei Lafreniere playing or not, I just want this tournament to be as good, as entertaining, as exciting, as much fun as possible. And when it comes to the number one overall pick in this year's draft participating— Whether he was taken by the Rangers or not, I think that player's inclusion just makes the tournament that much better, that much more fun. It makes it a more highly anticipated competition. So as long as Lafreniere and the Rangers believe it is safe, and we could debate that all day, whether it's safe or not, whether this is a wise decision to have him go to Canada and compete in this tournament— But if they do come to the conclusion that it is safe, then definitely sign me up for watching him compete in the World Juniors one more time here. And for anyone who might not be up to speed with this tournament and how it works and where the games are going to be played, all the games are going to be happening in Edmonton at Rogers Place, which is where the Oilers play, with no fans in attendance. This is the same venue that hosted all of the Western Conference playoffs, the Eastern Conference Finals, and the Stanley Cup Finals this past season. Uh, The NHL got through all of that without any positive COVID tests, so You know, if this tournament happens, you really just keep your fingers crossed and hope for more of the same as it pertains to everybody getting out healthy and safe. And hopefully the tournament just goes off without a hitch in the same way that the Stanley Cup playoffs did. I know that another concern for the Rangers as far as letting Alexi Lafreniere play in this tournament or not is the fact that the tournament could overlap with the start of the NHL season. But as we talked about earlier in this episode the NHL season is not going to start on January 1st. I would be shocked. I don't see how any way possible that we're just a month away from the start of the NHL season. As I've been saying, there are still more questions than answers. You can pick any number of reasons why the NHL isn't going to start on January 1st. Now you've got the players and the owners arguing with each other. It's not happening. The NHL is not starting on January 1st this year. I think it's great that the NHL set that as a goal, but the more you look at this, the more you realize just how unlikely it is that the puck's going to drop on January 1st for the start of the NHL regular season. So if you're the Rangers and you're worried about potential overlap with the World Juniors and the NHL season, I think you can fear not at this point because it looks like the World Juniors, this is assuming they go off without a hitch, but if everything goes as planned, the World Juniors will be over by January 5th. The NHL is not starting its season by January 5th. So there would be enough time for Lafreniere to compete in this tournament, get back to the States, and then be there for opening night for the New York Rangers. So as far as that issue is concerned, I think it's basically become a non-issue. I don't think there's any way possible that the World Juniors and the start of the NHL season are going to overlap. 
The deadline for a decision from Lafreniere, and I suppose the Rangers as well, is December 6th, so the clock is definitely ticking here. My gut feeling, even after saying all this, is that Lafreniere does not play in this tournament. Uh, when you consider the fact that Team Canada is quarantining and the general uncertainty of what could happen as far as another spread of COVID at this tournament— and not knowing exactly when the NHL season is going to start, I would think that the Rangers might hold Lafreniere out of this tournament. And after all, he did win the gold medal last year, 10 points in just five games. He also suffered a knee injury in last year's tournament. That's what kept him from playing the other two games. So all these factors put together, I just get the feeling the Rangers might think it's not worth it to have Lafreniere play in this tournament. But at the same time, if Alexi Lafreniere really wants to play in this tournament, then maybe they could acquiesce and make sure their relationship with Lafreniere gets off to a really good start here. It might mean a lot to him. He might really want to represent Team Canada one more time, not to mention get his legs under him for the upcoming NHL season, because it's been a very, very long time since Alexi Lafreniere has played any sort of hockey. That's just the nature of the beast in the pandemic world. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe the Rangers uh, do indeed allow him to compete. Maybe Alexi Lafreniere really wants to compete. We will find out. My gut tells me I don't think he's going to play in the tournament this year, but I hope I'm wrong because it would make the tournament that much more exciting. And we as Ranger fans would all have a lot of fun uh, seeing him out there competing uh, for the first time since the Rangers drafted him. So again, I hope I'm wrong, but my gut right now tells me Lafreniere does not play in this tournament. All right, so like I said, wanted to go ahead and talk about some of the other New York Rangers who are eligible to play in this tournament, who have at least been invited to the preliminary training camps. And we can start with Brett Burrard. He is the one Ranger who is in the mix for playing for Team USA in the World Juniors. For anyone who needs a refresher, Burrard was selected by the Rangers in the fifth round of this year's draft, going number 134 overall. He is a left winger, not the biggest guy in the world, just five foot nine, but by all accounts, sees the game very well and is very decisive with the puck. And we'll see what happens with Burrard. Uh, he's got to make the team first. This would be his first appearance in the World Juniors. He has his freshman college season coming up at Providence. As far as his chances of making the U.S. World Juniors team, it's hard to say because there are 29 players that will be at the training camp and they had to cut it down to 25 by December 13th. He is one of 17 forwards listed on the roster for the U.S. And to be perfectly honest, I don't know enough about a lot of these other players to even begin to guess if he's a better player than them, not quite as good as them. I'm really not sure. Looks like it could be kind of a toss-up, so we'll see. I did see one article uh, from the hockey writers that projected the final roster, and he was not included on it. So it's one of those situations where it really seems like it could go either way. But obviously, we'll be rooting for him, and uh, I think a lot of us will be keeping an eye on him as Ranger fans when the World Juniors begin, if he indeed makes the cut. And again, there's no way of knowing for sure, but obviously, fingers crossed, and, you know, being from this country, I'm obviously going to root for Team USA in this tournament, but again, my interest goes up more uh, if there's at least one Ranger on the team, and hopefully Berard can make it. Uh, the Rangers for Team USA also had a defenseman, Hunter Skinner. He was vying for a spot on Team USA as well, but he actually did not make the preliminary roster. He was invited to the team's September training camp, but he will not be competing for a spot on the roster this year. And uh, for Skinner, for anybody who needs a refresher there, the Rangers drafted him in 2019. In the fourth round, he went number 112 overall. Skinner's coming off of an impressive season with the London Knights of the OHL. He skated in 62 games, scored six goals, picked up 26 assists, and had a plus-minus of plus 22, but like I said, once again, he will not be playing for Team USA this year. And then, if you look at Team Sweden, you've got center Carl Henriksen. Henriksen was drafted by the Rangers in the second round of the 2019 NHL draft. He went number 58 overall. He is back from last season when he helped Sweden win the bronze medal. 
And just for some context there for anybody who might need a refresher as far as what happened in last year's World Juniors, Canada won the gold medal by defeating Russia 4-3 in the championship game. Obviously, that means that Russia won the silver medal, and then the bronze medal game saw Sweden defeat Finland 3-2. So Henriksen got a bronze medal last year. Henriksen in seven games with Sweden in last year's tournament scored a goal and dished out two assists, and uh, he has played at 19 games in 2020-2021 with Frolunda HC of the SHL and has no goals and four assists in those games. Uh, among the other notable players on Team Sweden are Alexander Holtz, who the Devils took seventh overall in this year's draft, and also Lucas Raymond, who was selected number four overall by the Red Wings in this year's draft. And that could be your top line right there. That'd be a lot of fun to watch if uh, Carl Henriksen is out there centering a line with Holtz and Raymond. And given that Henriksen was there last year and that Sweden won the bronze medal in last year's tournament, I would think that certainly Henriksen has to have the inside track to a roster spot. I don't think they're going to guarantee a roster spot to anybody, but fair game to say he will be back on Team Sweden this season. Obviously, if he is, we'll keep an eye on him as well and see how he does uh, in his second go around here in the World Juniors. I should also mention that Capo Kako is eligible to play for Team Finland this season. Uh, Finland lost the bronze medal game to Sweden last year, and Kako, in seven games in the tournament last year, scored two goals, picked up three assists. It's kind of a similar situation as we have with Lafreniere. With Kako, I haven't really seen anything where he has been definitively ruled out of playing this tournament, but there just doesn't seem to be a lot of chatter regarding Kako potentially joining Team Finland. So we will see. I think it would be great if he was able to play. Kako, obviously coming off of a slightly disappointing rookie season with the Rangers, but he did look good in their playoff series against the Hurricanes. But even with that said, Kako has only played four games since the season was paused back in March. That's the three games against the Canes and also the one exhibition game against the Islanders. So just like Lafreniere, and perhaps even more so than Lafreniere, I think Kako could really stand to benefit from playing in these games, getting his legs under him in preparation for the NHL season. But we will see. Like I said, there hasn't been a ton of chatter, which makes me believe that he probably won't be playing in this tournament either, but like I said, nothing definitively ruled out, so we will see. As far as the World Juniors as a whole, I'm really looking forward to it, man, because, you know, I know we'd all love to be watching our Rangers in the NHL in general right now. If this was a typical year, we'd be about two months into the NHL season, but obviously this is an atypical year, and uh, the World Juniors are really going to be nice. It's good world competition. We're seeing some of the stars of tomorrow play in this tournament, and if maybe you're out there, you're listening to this, maybe you've been a little slow to get into this tournament and you haven't really given it a chance yet, this is your year because it's not running parallel with the NHL season as it typically is. So if you want some hockey, I definitely recommend watching this tournament. And I would imagine, I don't know this for sure, but I would imagine that this year's World Juniors will have more viewers than ever because people are going to be starved for hockey. And I realize some of these games are on at some weird times. You know, they're on in the middle of the afternoon during weekdays, but people are working from home anyway. So if you get a minute, uh, turn on the World Juniors and, and see what you've been missing because I'm really looking forward to it, going to see how the tournament shakes out, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how these Rangers fare in the tournament. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully there's an NHL season, but definitely get your fix of the World Juniors because there's no sure thing as it pertains to the NHL season, uh, at least the way things stand right now. I still think there will be a season, but definitely get your fix of hockey with the World Juniors. I would highly recommend it. But that's going to do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.